Good evening everyone, welcome back to The Holy Gale. My name is Gail Forster and this is the third episode of the podcast. I'm really excited, I'm feeling enthusiastic. I'm in my bed and I feel like I have more energy when I'm in my bed, but maybe starting off a podcast with this much energy will not bode well for the future. Um, hmm, what are we going to talk about today? Um, I've had this, basically I've had this really big brained idea where I am going to record a bit, like my thoughts every day for a week. So like I'll tune in with you like once a day and talk about something because sometimes I like run out of things to say but I always have something to say like every day. So I can record that. Um, and today is Wednesday and I will be ranking dance mums, mums. Not the kids because they're kids on the show. And even though I'm a kid as well, so I could probably, it'd be okay for me to rank kids. I'm just not gonna do it. Um, as Naomi Campbell would say, drink loads of lemon water because I drink a lot of lemon water. Is this better? This is better, okay. I've got headphones in, which I've been meaning to talk about. I've been wearing these Bose overhead headphones, like these big clunky ones for the past like week. And I have never loved an object more in my life. You feel like the main character, even though I hate using that phrase, but you do feel like the main character when you wear these headphones. Um, I, lo- I love them to death. I couldn't actually be without them anywhere. I don't have anything else to say. The sound is so good on them. Like. I actually listen to a lot of music now, which actually, if you don't, if you don't know about my music listening habits, that wouldn't make much sense because I feel like people listen to a lot of music and I, I actually, I'm going to talk about this actually, I have always had a lot of trouble like committing to listening to music. I can't, well, normally I can't just sit down and listen to music there's always been like a mental blockage for me I don't want to say a mental blockage but that's really too like dramatic because it's not that big of a deal but people are like music saved me like I listen to music 24 7 and I really want to be one of those people because because mm, I'm a tv person I've always got tv on in the background right now I'm binge watching Gogglebox and it's such it's such a binge worthy tv show because there's different things on every single episode, so it never gets old. And ah, I really want to be on Gogglebox. Like, I want to be on Gogglebox so bad. But also, I'll have nothing, like, important to say. But I've also noticed that when I watch Gogglebox and I'm downstairs, like, watching normal TV, I, like, comment on it as if I'm trying to get screen time. <laughs> Which is really embarrassing, because I think my parents realise as well. So that's... Like, who are you performing for? I just, like, shut up and watch the TV. But no... Um, what was I talking about before? Okay, the headphones. And then I was talking about music. Okay. Because here's my thing is that I can't listen... Like, I really struggle to listen to music that I don't already know the words to. And as you can imagine, that literally makes no sense because you're never going to listen to new music. And how did you even listen to the music you know in the first place? Because you must have not known the words at some point. But here's my thing is that, like, when I go to a concert... I obviously won't know all the well. Some I guess I will, if it was the nineteen seventy five. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Okay, um, but like when I go to a concert, I learn the lyrics to all of the songs, 
like I, I get the tickets but I obviously haven't learned all the lyrics to every song yet and I have to like I don't know if people go and then they don't and obviously you can discover artists at a concert but if I'm going I have to know all the lyrics otherwise I look stupid and I will literally sit at my desk and I don't know if anyone else does this but I literally when I went to see Kaiser Chiefs I already knew like a lot of their songs to be honest but the ones that I didn't know that I'd oh, I can't believe I don't know what I'm talking about and I, I do <laughs> um so I go on I think it's setlist fm I think that might be the website I don't know um and I see what their setlist has been like for the for the tour that I'm seeing them on and normally obviously they play sort of the same setlist every time and so normally I'll know most of the songs on the setlist and the ones I don't know I write out all the lyrics to the song like with listening to the song on repeat until I can write them down without listening to the song from memory that's what that's what it's like like <laughs> like I class it as homework so it's either I know all the lyrics to the song or I'm not listening to it which is kind of that means I can't listen to music <laughs> I just get embarrassed because like I only want to listen to music that I can sing along to but I'm trying to get better with it I have been listening to um the wicked soundtrack actually it's so good i would recommend like sitting down and listening to the whole of the wicked soundtrack because but i don't know the premise of what happens in the musical i do gcse music (laughs) that's so embarrassing um that's not embarrassing go gcse musicians um and you have to know like the basis of the plot so obviously i know it's about the bad witch and what she's at college maybe and then she's trying to get her green skin away uh, that's literally all I know you can like hear me struggling with the plot but the songs go like oh my god I love the songs especially dancing through life that's good um wh- I like the mantra of dancing through life no thoughts head empty I'm trying to pull a quote from it let me pull a couple of my computer is so broken it makes me want to cry dancing through life no need to worry life's more painless for the brainless those who don't try never look foolish yeah that's my mantra for life um does my voice always sound like it's quivering? I know I bring this up like every episode. Oh, and does my vocal fry fry? Does my vocal fry like annoy people? Because listen, this is gonna be ASMR of me drinking. That sounded wrong. Um my vocal fry. Does that annoy people? Because I feel like it's only when I'm talking on this podcast that I get vocal fry. It's never anywhere else. And I'm not a valley girl. Ugh. JK, only misogynists think of valley girls lower than they are because they're just normal people. And I think they're iconic, TBH. TBH, okay. Okay, so let me rank Dance Moms. And I was going to use the usual tear maker. But I was looking at a YouTube video and they were like, you missed a perfect opportunity to put them in a pyramid. So I'm going to put them in a pyramid. This is the definitive ranking of Dance Mums Mums. So all the mums might not be on this. I didn't make this list. 
Abby Lee Miller, the face of the Abby Lee Dance Company. She obviously made the show, so she's got to be at the top of the pyramid? No, because she is... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, I almost put her at the top of the pyramid. She's racist, isn't she? Um, no, I'm going to put her in the middle. And then we've got Ashley, Bryn's mum. Now, Ashley was the most annoying B-I-T-C-H in the universe. I cannot stand Ashley. She caused problems for her kid because Bryn was going to be the next Maddie. Also, if you haven't watched Dance Mums, uh, you're not going to get this because I'm not going to explain the whole... Mm, maybe I will. Yeah, I might. Okay, no, I will. I'm not, not going to explain it. There's too much history behind it now. So, Ashley... Ashley with two E's and not a Y at the end. <clears throat> she... She was definitely given a rough time on the show, but she really didn't make it better for herself, so she's going on the bottom of the pyramid. Um, then we've got Black Patsy. She was kind of iconic. Mm, but she's not... But I can never put Black Patsy above Abby Lee Miller. So they're going to go on the same tier. They're going to go on the middle tier. Actually, there's only three, t- three tiers... Is there only three tiers? Yeah, there's only three tiers to the pyramid system. I'm going to make them make four tiers. Okay. So there's the bottom of the pyramid with Ashley. Second from the bottom, Black Patsy. Second from the top, Abby Lee Miller. And the top of the pyramid. And no one's on that yet. Here we've got Camille. I'm going to put her... She was a bit boring. Um, hmm... She was boring. I'm going to put her at the bottom of the pyramid. Next, we've got Kathy. Hey, well, let's, let's, uh, let's welcome Abby Lee Miller and Kathy Supremacy. Their friendship. Cabby, Cabby, Cabbage, Cabby Lee Miller. Kathy Lee Miller. Um, she's a Trump supporter and she is horrible. So I'm putting her at the bottom of the pyramid. Mm, I'm putting her in the second to last tier because she did bring a lot of drama in but by the end seasons I just wish that she disappeared because it was old old dog old tricks you know not new dog new tricks not old dog new tricks she was supposed to be <laughs> she was supposed to be old dog new tricks but she was <clears throat> but she was old dog old tricks and everyone got used to that next we've got Christy and she's obviously going to go on the top of the pyramid because she is an icon however on like a sixth rewatch of mine, I did I I haven't said this, but Dance Mums is definitely a marker for my mental health throughout the year. I feel like I watch it only once a year. If I watch it twice a year, that's definitely that's showing that something has gone wrong that year because it's such easy watching. It's so good, but I will only watch it when I'm not doing well. And I watched it in January this year, I think maybe November. Uh, no, I watched <laughs> I watched um, 2019 Love Island last year, so it won't be that. What does that say about my mental health? 2019 Love Island on Catch Up last year, November. I was going to rank um, the contestants, though, in another episode because I am quite passionate about that season. And I don't, I don't get... I feel like it is just... This is episode 2000 of me blaming every fault I have on misogyny. But I feel like it is kind of misogynistic that people hate on reality TV, like Dance Moms and Love Island. Because I know it's superficial, but like, what is wrong with superficial TV? That's what TV is made for. It's es- it's 
escapism, escapism, I don't know how to pronounce that. And I would also like to say that, yes, everyone knows that Dance Moms is scripted, most of the fights were scripted, most of the um, competitions were arranged so that the plot would make sense, and that Maddie didn't always win, and that the Candy Apple sometimes won, but I don't really care because it is a TV show after all. Like, I'm talking about the plot here and the characters of the plot. I'm not talking about, oh, they didn't, it's not true. I, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Okay, next we've got Christy. She was so iconic and I really loved every time she came on screen. So she's going next to Abby Lee Miller. Second from the top. Ah, yeah, second from the top. Because she always had a lot to say and she always, I mean, I don't think she was right <laughs> most of the time, but she definitely always had something interesting to say and I do love her for that. Next, we've got Holly, Dr. Holly. She's going in icon. She is the best dance mum. And I don't, and you rarely find a character that everyone agrees on, but Dr. Holly being the best dance mum is something that everyone who's watched dance mums can agree on because she was the one that always looked out for the kids. She's the smartest of all of them. And in season five, she got so much stick from Abby Lee Miller. Like it was actually insane when she was trying to, when they were in LA and then she was trying to get near all of these opportunities and then Maddie was getting the opportunities given to her by Abby. Then Abby was like, all right, you guys have, um, you guys can't dance anymore because you're never in the studio. Stop doing these opportunities. And they were in LA and it made no sense. And Holly was the one who always had the most sense in my opinion. Um, she was, she wanted what's best for her daughter while at the same time educating her kid about what happens and looking out for her because you could argue that Melissa wanted the best for her kids and she definitely is a very intelligent businesswoman but at the same time I think she's put Maddie in a lot of situations and she never stuck up for her kids apart from Mackenzie and that was in like two episodes before they left the show like what was that about like everyone's like yay Melissa like oh my god you're finally sticking up for her but she was gonna leave the studio anyway she had nothing to lose Anyway, so I don't like Melissa. Next we've got, I do not know this woman's name, but she is the one with the short hair who wears a bow on her head, but it's not Jojo because she's an adult. And she was the grave digger. And she's going in the same tier as Ashley. She's going at the bottom of the pyramid because she was like Ashley 2.0. She was so annoying. And she was a crybaby as well. So there you go. Okay, next we've got the... Ava's mum, Jeanette. She was annoying. <laughs> She's going in the bottom of the pyramid. Stalker! She followed them around everywhere, trying to get her kid on the team. And I do feel bad for Ava because she was made fun of her, for her legs, wasn't it? Her big, long arms. And then she was casted in Netflix original Tall Girl, which I think she must have made bank off that because everyone watched that. Mm, I didn't watch that film. In fact, I don't think anyone watched that film if it wasn't to make fun of it but she did get a film opportunity and a lot of the main like Kendall never got a film opportunity and Ava did so that's a benchmark unpopular opinion incoming Jessalyn she's going right to the top of the pyramid she not that I can remember but she never did anything problematic anything racist anything like awful she on the show um she always got loads of they do you know i was when i was rewatching this they never talked about boomerang they talked about it maybe once on the show 
and that was the video that got the most views out of like all of their debuts boomerang obviously it went viral everyone knows the lyrics to boomerang like that was an insane success and obviously jojo c was the most successful out of all of them without a doubt like you could argue that like the zigglers would be the most successful but jojo like on her own she was never like seen as america's sweetheart or like cradled as the favorite so she was never given that like advantage she kind of she definitely didn't come up on her own like obviously she wasn't like self-made but oh my god do you remember when she got lice that was crazy that was a good episode when she got lice and then everyone hated her also can we normalize getting lice i'm really passionate about the subject lice is so like such a taboo subject but for what reason everyone well not everyone gets lice but like it's not your fault if you get lice there's no amount of hair washing that you can do to stop getting lice you just have to stay off school and treat them and get rid of them asap obviously that's a different story if you go to school when you know you have lice because you're spreading them around that's kind of weird but also what if you can't stay at home and you have to go to school that obviously there's exceptions towards that you might not have the best home life and you have to go to school and now you have lice and that's oh my god can you imagine how bad that situation would be okay so i take that back but if you can obviously stay at home if you have lice you can catch lice on public transport like i've had lice i am willing to say this i've had lice in my childhood about i think i had it twice um and i caught it off my mum once and because she had been on the tube before she'd been in public transport she'd come from like a work thing in london she got lice on the train and gave them to me and then i had them and then a time before that i caught lice because i was in a museum and i was trying on helmets and hats in the costume department and they had lice in them how is that my fault in each one of the times and every time you get shamed for having lice and it makes you cry and it makes you want to chop all your hair off and i did have to cut my hair but i didn't have to shave it off you know they get rid in like two weeks I just think that it's so... (sighs) Anyway, bottom of the story, normalise lice. That's what I'm going to be lobbying for in 2021. Back to Jessalyn. When she was talking about... um, When she was in Australia and she was like, no, I'm not going to be associating myself with you. Like When Abby was like, bad press is good press, all press is good press. And she was like, no, your reputation is the most important thing and I've heard things from other dance teachers here that they don't like you and I was like oh my god she has connections and she does have connections in LA and she was getting people in to help them when Abby didn't do her job and she was always sticking up for what's right for the team she ne- she I mean she prior she prioritized her kid and always stuck up for her kid but she also wasn't afraid to stick up to Abby and I also think the friendship between oh my headphones just run out of battery that doesn't matter we move um the friendship between jessalyn and holly was an underrated friendship because they started off as enemies when they shouted and and when they shouted at each other and then jessalyn i know holly was like i do not like you like they were at lunch and they were going at it and then they formed a bond um against against abby and then nia included jojo and all of her things anyway jessalyn is a top tier dance mom and put some respect on her name because no one ever puts her at the top okay next we've got jill 
She's going in. <clears throat> she's going in the tier second to the top. She's going in the th second tier. She was annoying, borderline racist, Trump supporter. She was iconic though. She says some iconic things. I love it in the later season when she's like, um, she's like, Kendall, let's go. Kendall, let's go. And she would just get her kids like out of the situations. I loved that. Okay, next we've got Kelly. Kelly's going at the top. She's an icon. Kelly is <clears throat> the better half of the Christy and Kelly duo. I'm actually going to put Kelly next to Christy. Oh my god. On the top we've got Kelly and Christy and Holly and Jessalyn. That is so cute. What a squad. So Kelly was, in my opinion, the better half of Christy because Christy was negative all the time and sometimes she was really, really rude to kids. Like, people glaze over that because she spoke her mind and stuck up for herself and she was part of the duo. But she was really mean at times. Like, out pocket. But Kelly, I mean, she, without her, we wouldn't have had the get your finger out of my face. Um, and that is probably the best thing to come out of the Dance Moms series. Well, it's kind of surface level if we get into it. But she was iconic because she was like a mommy mom like she always hugged the kids she would do anything for the kids like in the little what's it called when it's like b b-roll in like b-roll footage you could always see her like helping the kids getting ready and she would always comfort the other kids and she was like a mommy mom like i don't know how to make that make sense but like she was always about wine and like talking about her man and then she's talking about getting botox and i just kind of love that for her because you could see her like as, as a woman, I feel like, as a mother, as a, she was just an all-rounder. I think we really got, like, a lot of insight into her character. And she left when it was getting bad for her kids. Her kids had the worst run on that show. Ugh, okay, anyway, next we have, um, Kira. She's going in mm, second to last year. She was obviously off for a lot of it because of her pregnancy and then we realised that the reason she acted out in the only scene that she was actually really like vocal about her issues was because she was pregnant at the time. She obviously had some hormone issues. Or maybe that's bad to say. Obviously, Abby, when Abby swerved Kalani's kiss, that was a lot. And then Abby brought up about how she was sleeping with someone who she wasn't even married to. That was really rude. And obviously she wouldn't let anyone speak to her like that. But I don't think anyone, any one of the mums would have let her speak to them like that. I know Melissa wouldn't have. She would have given her a restraining order. She would have threatened to sue if she talked about that ever again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she was a bit boring. Next, we have Christy with the, um, we had Asia's mum. She was mean. She was really mean, all I remember. She's going to the bottom of the pyramid. She got a lot of, um, opportunities for her kid, though. She was a good dance mum. Next, we have... Peyton's mum, Leslie. She's going at the bottom of the pyramid as well. She was absolutely so unstoppably annoying. We've got we've got some boring mums on the bottom of the pyramid, but we've also got some annoying mums. We've got Ashley annoying. Spiky hair bow woman, really annoying. Leslie annoying. Christy, mean, Jeanette, Stalker, Camille, boring. That's what we have. Melissa is going second to last on the pyramid because she was by far the most boring reoccurring mum ever. She wouldn't 
ever engage in arguments like what are you on the show for but she did give birth to maddie mckenzie and people probably don't want to be basic and say that maddie's their favorite one on the show but maddie all maddie's storylines on the show were the best i'm not saying she was my favorite because i but she was my favorite but i'm also saying that she was my favorite um all maddie's storylines on the show were good when she was when they all went in the parking lot because of kelly and then maddie came in and then they both cried and it was like really bad emotional abuse for like a really young child that was definitely traumatic for maddie in retrospect but any storyline when someone's the favorite i'm like so invested in that like you root for maddie um even if she's not the underdog i just always root for her i don't know why (sighs) oh my god we've got pastor dawn here the one who's in the first episode of the series when she's like just because my kid isn't dressed inappropriately like everybody else she's going to the bottom of the period i don't know why she's on this she was not a recurring character then we've got who is this woman i'm gonna go to this um the choker woman because i don't know her name but she was the most annoying out of all the annoying ones in the bottom tier so she's going in bottom of the pyramid and then we've got Liliana, something, Stacy Ketchman. She's also going at the bottom because she was boring. Okay. So that was my rankings of the Dance Mum mums. I left out a few because I don't really care about the mini team or the new Dance Mums, like season, was it nine? Eight? I don't care about them. But that is who I prioritise in my list i love dance moms oh my god i love dance moms so much it's my favorite tv show is it Mm. well actually i've been watching succession at the moment and obviously it's not a new opinion to say that it's really good but it is really good and i have a crush on shiv she's so fine but also roman but also kendall (laughs) But also Greg, you know, everyone's really sexy in that TV show. And I think that's important. That's a good trait and quality to have in a TV show because I am just not going to watch if there's no one that I can be attracted to. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's Dance Mums. Who are you most attracted to in Dance Mums? Holly. Kelly. Um, Jill looked good in the last few seasons, though. Let's not get it twisted. Anyway, I think that's enough for my Wednesday night. I will see you on Thursday if I actually manage to remember this recording. I will. So I'll see you on Thursday. Goodbye. I love you. See you tomorrow. It's Friday night. Hello, everyone. Um, And I think the last time I recorded on the podcast was Wednesday. Obviously, we missed our day. What did you expect? Yada, yada, yada. Who cares? Who cares? I just want to talk about Reading and Leeds because I feel like for the past few days that's been like conversation heavy. Everyone's got tickets, well not everyone's got tickets because they sold out. But it's definitely been talked about recently. Um, But I thought that everyone was going to boycott. Hold on. Can we call Reading and Leeds Randall? Because I do love that um, shortening. Because it's R and L, Randall. Okay, so Randall. I obviously wasn't going to go this year. Because first of all, I didn't even know... 
I always feel like I never know when festival tickets are like on sale. Like I only know when it's too late and someone's put on their story like, thank God I've got the last ticket. Me and my bestie's back to go to Leeds. I would love to go to a festival. I feel like I'm not going to go to any this I don't know why I said I feel like I'm definitely not going to any this year. Just because it's a lot of money. I can't justify spending that much money on such a poor lineup. Sorry, the Randall lineup is really awful, but I would have loved to go to Longitude. But here's the thing, you know what? Does anyone does anyone else like feel really bad about talking about things that you like have just found out about? Because it really annoys me because obviously like the gatekeepers are gonna come and get me. But I didn't do anything wrong. Um so I've just found out about I knew what latitude was because it was where I used to live but um I never knew there was a longitude but that makes so much sense and it's got like the best lineup ever <laughs> but I'm gonna go I want to go next year so badly and also want to go to rolling loud obviously knew what that was but I just never considered the fact of like traveling to a different country for one but I'll be older next year so that's good Anyway, the whole pandemic thing, I'm not even that confident about being in a large crowd of those people. But on the other hand, I got Declan McKenna tickets and he rescheduled for September. Does anyone know what's going on with the South Bender tour? Because I got tickets for that as well, but I don't know what the deal is with that. That's fine though. Because once again, I haven't learnt the lyrics to all of his songs. So let's try and put that off quickly. Um, so I was just wondering about, I thought Reading and Leeds, I thought Randall was going to be making an effort to like, um, employ more female, um, artists. There is like zero on there. I'm sorry, but it's like, it's really disappointing and disgraceful actually that every year they like preach like last year they made it like such a big thing where they're like oh yeah we've made sure to include women in our lineup and we're gonna do better every single year now that we're aware about this which first of all oh now like last year like 2019 and 2020 you were like just aware of it um but whatever fine it's just like it's just like disheartening to see if you are um like a really small female artist and that's your dreams to play like running on leads and you see like five on the lineup it's like i don't know it's just really disappointing i can't really put it into words anyway i've got a couple of things to talk about that have been on my mind recently the first thing i haven't written down but it has actually been on my mind for ages can you this is so stupid i've had this vision could you get a shower and it can't be attached to the wall it has to be detachable and technically you could if you, if if your window was close enough to your um shower you could take it out of the shower and like put it out of your window into the street or into into your garden and water your garden because i have a i've had like this like impulsive thought of like getting my shower because my bathroom window goes like out onto my garden and that just like well here's my thing is that it's obviously I can't turn it on 
um, and then take it out to the window because it's across the other side of the room because that would flood the bathroom. But I don't have like massive arms. I can't be on one end of the shower holding it out the window in the other hand ready to turn it on. So I don't know how I'm going to do that but I'm definitely thinking it's like a home alone moment that will happen. It's definitely going to happen next time I go in the shower in the daytime. I can't do it at night. Okay. I have been watching... And I started a new series because I finished Gogglebox. I'm actually filming this um, on the countdown to the new Gogglebox episode. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my god. Um, 20 minutes left to go. Um, but I'm watching a new TV series. It's called The Great and it's got Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning in it. And oh my god. I've been meaning to watch it for like ever. Ever since I saw... Oh my god guys, did you hear that bark? I've been meaning to watch it since... I saw the trailer, which was like a good couple of months ago, and then I forgot about it. And then I saw it um, again, because obviously I was watching Gogglebox on all four, so I saw it like advertised, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to watch it. And then also, what is all four playing at when they have like two episodes of a full series available on their um, website? Like, there was the middle part of the series that was available, but the episode like one and two, and the last one wasn't available like I get that it's not Netflix but also I can't just start off episode two just because I've what like missed it being on the tv so um anyway I've watched like half of it and it's really good it's like Bridgerton but it's not really like Bridgerton at all it's really not like Bridgerton at all it's just set in the same time period so I don't know why I would say that but it, it all led me to think that I would be a good empress or along the same lines as Bridgerton like a good duchess in those times because they don't have internet but also I didn't really have internet when I was little like little mm, I think I started using the internet when I was like nine or eight because I just read before that so surely I would just read because it's still fun like I would still find joy in reading so I could read I could draw I could have loads of dogs the food is good there's a mild threat of danger obviously someone might want to kill me some people might not like me oh the fashion's really good i would love that although the like relationships side of it does seem awful like in every aspect like forced marriages and like the babies and the reputations and all of that i would really hate that but if you just stuck me in a castle if I was part of the court, maybe like, um, what are they called? Like, the the lady, no. The lady in waiting. If I was a lady in waiting, I would love that. Because then you get none of the pressure and basically all of it. Like you're just like a clout chaser. Like you're hanging on to whoever you're like friends with their coattails. I feel like I would love that. I wouldn't really like the hunting aspect of it, but ladies don't go hunting. I wouldn't like the revolutionary aspect of it. Once again, mild threat of danger. I don't want to get beheaded by the guillotine. I really don't want to do that. But yeah, that's all I have to say is that I would be a good empress. Um, here, what else have I written? I have been thinking about Holly Willoughby a lot recently. My two people that I've been thinking about recently Holly Willoughby and Killian Murphy. Ooh! They should interview each other. Okay, well, she should interview him, actually. 
because Holly Willoughby is a MILF. Um, and I think she's my favourite presenter. I'm trying to think of other presenters. I really like... Oh my god, what is her name? She's got Lucrezia. Um, <laughs> I like Lucrezia. And I think it's Channel 4. Or maybe ITV. ITV News? Hold on. ITV News presenters. Presenters. Female, not male. Nina Hussain. Um, oh my god, no, 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 no. Because I was... Who's Lucrezia? I'm talking about Nina Hussein. She's my favourite presenter. Nina. Oh, it's that's Lucrezia with the short hair. But Nina Hussein is the one with the eyeliner. Ah! Oh my god, you guys fell. Yeah, she's a MILF. Nina Hussein. Okay, so I like her. But Holly Willoughby kind of takes the cake. Because her and Philip Schofield's friendship is actually the cutest thing ever. Like that one um, this morning like episode I guess um when they came back from the award ceremony and they were still drunk and he had like a stain on his shirt and they were like giggling around that made me cry when I watched it at first and then of course Killian Murphy is just he's there he's there in my mind this week more than ever he's been in my mind because um I was just thinking about about the fact that he has like zero like awareness of like social media like I was watching this interview and he was asked about the Killian Murphy looking um, really disappointed in interviews and he was like are you aware of the meme and he was like what meme okay I can't do an Irish accent so that was awful what meme no I'm so sorry okay no I can't do it right what meme what no what's a meme what's a meme what's a meme can I actually just get the video up because I feel really mean um i just kind of i really respect oh my god guys i'm gonna watch pride and prejudice soon <gasps> guys curtis connor just uploaded a new youtube video about whisper i've been actually using whisper as killian i can't multitask guys interview meme I've been using Whisper. If you follow me on Whisper, you wouldn't know that I have actually been posting recently because, and I don't think anyone's noticed, and I just use it as like a, an escape format. I was writing about how, I was writing about my relationship with religion and someone replied, give me advice. It was actually cute. Okay, guys, listen to this. Killian, are you aware of the disappointed Killian Murphy the what? The disappointed Killian Murphy meme. It's a meme. Uh, so in Junkies... He doesn't even sound people, Irish. Your fans on the internet... What's a meme? ...are saying that when you're not speaking sometimes, you look like you're disappointed in someone <laughs> a long way away. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I'm glad I know what a meme is. But, um, but, um, these days, it's a little answer. <laughs> I love Timothy Spall and my dad loves Timothy Spall as well. So that was what I was going to talk about there. What else was I going to talk about? Oh my god. I came up with a really good idea recently. So, I haven't gone into great detail about, like, I haven't given this much thought. But I was thinking of conducting a staycation in my house because of the pandemic because of coronavirus 
Um, I really want to go to Paris. Well, on the other hand, so this summer, I always get really stressed out thinking about summer because I want to spend time with my friends if I'm getting six weeks of the summer, plus a little bit more because it's GCSE year. Um, I'll be in France for three weeks. At least three weeks. And I really want to go to Paris or London, but they are like hot spots. I'd be happy going to the Netherlands, though. And then the rest of the time I get to spend with my friends and do whatever I want. But the rest of the time is literally like, what? It'll be four weeks or something. But I just feel so... I'm really, really grateful that I get to go to France every year, obviously. That's like a non-negotiable. Like, I also feel the need to go to France for some reason. Like, I know it's not ever really been my home, but I do feel sad. I would feel sad if I didn't go every year. I could be like, oh, you know? But I get so jealous of, like, seeing my friends, like, at home when they're, like, hanging out and, like, having so much fun and I'm, like, just at home. Well, not at, well, oh, I called called France home, okay. But I'm, like, in France and I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm just sat on my bed on TikTok. Well, actually, no, because last year I took a TikTok break when I went to France and it was really good. Like, I didn't really go on social media. I just listened to loads of podcasts and that's how I got my 14,000 hours of, hours 14,000 minutes of podcasts to listen to because I listen to them every single second of the day I think if I had like a pet or a friend or a sibling there it would help obviously I'm an only child so that (laughs) there's nothing I can do about that um but I do I find it really fun but I do get really jealous I think that's a Scorpio thing I think jealousy is possibly my worst trait I never talk about being jealous that often because it is my worst trait, I think. Um, but I just get FOMO as well, fear of missing out. Um, it really infuriates me when I see literally anyone that I'm like friends with hanging out with people that aren't me. Like I get so jealous and it's really like, I get annoyed myself about it. So yeah, I think jealousy is one of my worst traits I was thinking about this before I had my nap today and <clears throat> if I ever complained about like going to France with my parents or not because obviously my mum's from France so um so obviously there's a feeling of jealousy when I'm in France um but what's worse than the feeling of jealousy is um the feeling <clears throat> of incompetence or like in being inconsiderate about things I have to please people all the time um so I'm not gonna ask my mum I would never complain about going to France because obviously that's her time she gets once a year to go back home I would never ask I wouldn't I couldn't even like dream of like asking her to shorten it because that's so selfish um so I really I'm not I don't find that much of a deal of I don't find it that big of a deal no I don't okay anyway so that was a bit of a rant because I was meant to be talking about my staycation at home so I was thinking I could transform my room like maybe I could print out pictures of like palm trees and stick them on the wall palm trees are overused when it comes to staycations though like in like comedy they always use palm trees because where would I want to go I well London or Paris so let's turn my bedroom into London or Paris 
Maybe the whole house, actually. Maybe the downstairs region. Maybe our living room. Maybe the office, you know? In retrospect, actually, I can't even say much about the staycation because I don't know how to make it a staycation. I would make the food the place I'm going to. I would print out pictures. I would take pictures of me in front of the sites. I could... If it was France, I could just speak French with my mum and that would work. Um... If it was London, maybe I could simulate the tube somehow. I could maybe make my kitchen into Oxford Street and that would be a vibe. What am I- like, sometimes I do wonder what I am actually talking about. Because things that, like this don't need to be talked about as often- like, as much- in as much detail as I go into. Do you guys want me to read out my whispers to you? It's happening. Reading out my whispers. The reading out my whispers sex- um- oh! <laughs> section. <laughs> If my phone wasn't um, really broken, this would work. Oh my god, I've had my phone for about two years. And it's acting like how my iPhone 5S acted after, like, f- five years. Okay. I've ha- I have 27, so, oh my god, this is so suitable. Okay, so the, f- the most recent one is just, I really fancy Killian Murphy. But I think the backgrounds make half of a whisper. Because I've just put Tom Hardy in the background. And then the one. No one has ever found me attractive. But simply everyone has found me funny. And that is so nice. So true. People have found me attractive. What was I going through? Everyone finds me funny. And I think that was a bit big headed of me to say. Because I'm sure people find me really insufferable as well. This one says. I don't want to be famous. I want to cry. Hashtag deep. Hashtag where can a girl get some bud around here (laughs) oh my god what is this picture behind it i do want to be famous and i really want to play concerts like i just want to play a concert so badly i feel like it'd be so fun the lights are on me i'm singing i'm dancing with the audience i just get to dance for like a two-hour set but here's my issue is i can't sing (laughs) i just can't sing um this one is everyone searching for originality if so that seems quite ironic. That's really funny. Sometimes I wish I was religious so I could suffer with more meaning. And then someone replied saying, be agnostic. And I said, so true, bestie. So that was a fun little interaction to lighten up the um, original post. Okay, I've just written here, forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve, how about original sin? Someone replied, are you stupid? First sin is when they lied to God. And I replied with a cat picture saying, I'm agnostic, silly Billy. So we've got continuity around here. Where can I get me a girl that listens to Uzi? I'm right here, girl. I've just listed out, I've just put in a list. INFP, Scorpio Sun, Pisces Rising, Aries Moon, Hufflepuff. <laughs> what was I doing? This one, watching Succession. I thought someone was going to reply to that. I could be friends with them. I said, if a boy's being annoying and mean, you shouldn't be nice. You should block an ad or shout. Can I get her? This one's just a picture of Chris Lilly with the caption, Chris Lilly. Um, a lot of them are explicit. And I feel like I'm only going to start swearing by episode 10 of the podcast. Um, who like me? No one likes me. Uh, and that makes me feel very sad. <laughs> I'm... This is... <laughs> I need advice. How long am I going to live if I cry and smoke all the time? Someone replied saying, 90. 
I said, how do you know this? This better not be a guess. And those are all my whispers. I just think I'm really funny, basically. And I really like it when people reply to my whispers that I don't know. It's really funny for me. There's four minutes till Gogglebox starts, so you guys are lucky that I'm sticking around for this long. Because my computer's breaking as we speak. Um, I would also like to talk about people when they talk about celebrities selling their soul. Where do you... Who are they... So they're selling their soul to the devil. And I get that. I should do some more research on this, actually, and come back to you guys. But, um... Where can I sell my soul? Do you get the offer? Does someone come up to you? I don't believe in it, honestly. But is that bad to say? Is something bad going to happen to me? Because I said I don't believe that. You can sell... How do you sell your soul? Having a soul isn't real. You don't have a soul. You only have a soul. I don't think a soul is... You sell your soul. No, I am going to have to do some thinking and then get back to you guys on it. Because I can't conceptualise the idea of that at all. You sell it to the devil... Does he resell it on Depop? Ah! That was a funny joke. <laughs> Me when I resell my soul on Depop for five times the price. Hashtag gentrification. Okay. And this one. New TikTok challenge. Um, I think I'm going to make a new TikTok challenge saying, um, show me your alarm clock. Check. And it's just going to be like, your favourite alarm, your most used alarm, your most recent alarm, um, two of the same alarms. And your weirdest alarm. Because I think that's a really good idea. Because I'm going to do that for you right now. I can tell you what my most recent alarm I set is. Because I remember setting it. And it was like, how have I not already set this alarm before? I think it was 6... Um, it was 4.30. No, it was 3.30. Okay, so I set... My most recent alarm was 3.30. Because I've been trying to go to sleep. Um, I've been trying to have my nap not at 1. But instead, after I would have come home from school. If that makes sense. My earliest alarm is 5.25. I think that we must have been getting up for a school trip. My latest alarm is 9 o'clock. That must have actually just been a nap, honestly, 9 o'clock. Yeah, no, 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 that was a nap on the sofa downstairs. I don't think I have two of the same. I have two 4.50s. I have... I'll have a lot of morning ones, I feel like. Go, you know, just how to get my attention. Two seven o'clocks. And yeah, that's it. My most user used one would be 6.45 a.m., 7 a.m. But most recently, 8. My um, alarm pattern right now is 7.45, 8 and 8.15. Because I have to set three. Otherwise I won't. Well, I will. I've actually been waking up on my alarm recently. Because I forgot to turn my ringer on. Okay, guys. I've got to go. I might record an outro sooner or later, but Gogglebox is starting right now. I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next week for a really cool episode. I've got so much in store for you guys. Stay sexy. Stay funny. I love you guys so much. Bye.